Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben, and as promised, we are doing the team reveal tonight. Lucky I jumped on. I actually slept through the team announcements. Um, no, it's no hidden fact that I wasn't too well yesterday, still not too well today, and I slept for three <laughs> three hours. Um, but I've still got stuff I need to do for tomorrow for lessons, but I told you I'm going to jump on, and look at me, I am jumping on. So uh, really good to interact with everybody once again Thank you for all of our Twitch followers jumping on and showing support, and here's your chance to ask some questions. Team announcements is always a big deal. Um, there's been a couple of shock uh, omissions. I've seen a few people raging already at a particular coach in Victoria, uh, one of the Scott brothers. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, and now that we have all the information, we can actually start to look at what to do. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the team announcements. I'm going to look at these questions, hopefully wrap it up in about half an hour. Um, I don't want to go for too long, as I said, but um, let's just interact and let's get down to business. Um, thank you for the Twitch followers enjoying my ugly sweater. Uh, Brisbane Lions ugly sweater. This isn't a proper podcast. It's a team reveal, so I don't have to wear the Eagles one. Um, and just to recap, I am a Lions supporter, not an Eagles supporter, but it is just for shits and gigs. Um, pretty much a dig at Chris. And we have awesome followers and someone donated an Eagles jersey, so I'm happy to rep that every podcast as a kind of little reminder to Chris that Collingwood didn't win. So um, that's pretty much where we stand with that. Thank you for all the love on social media. We had a few people jump across and like us on Facebook and Twitter yesterday. So facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. And Twitter, we are SC underscore Insider underscore. For those on Twitch right now, we've got quite a few people live. So it's twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore Insider. And again, all the usual platforms on Spotify, SoundCloud, any audio platform, you name it. And depending on how this goes, I might even release this online for the audio pleasure um, for those who would like to listen to my voice instead of anything else during the day. So I might do that for you as well. Okay, so team announcements. Let me jump across. First things I better do is switch it. Oh, look at that. I'm getting tech savvy and everything. If you can't see this, please do comment because I will need to know. Okay, so team announcements. Let's have a go. What have we got here? So the good thing to take out of this is that there is some inclusions this week. There are some debutants, which hopefully in a couple of rounds time will provide us options because we have been waiting, waiting for some options to pop up. Um, so it's hopefully they keep their spot. Hopefully they do well. And the big hopefully is that they keep their job and they do well through the buys and provide us that much, much, much needed options to free up some cash and get us some buy scores. Starting off with the West Coast and Melbourne, um, not too much changing there except for the fact that um, there's no defensive inclusion for those who are actually trying trying to get Rotham into the side, but uh, he is not, so don't include him into, your, into the works. Uh, Melbourne's interesting though, so you have uh, Hibbard is injured, um, Kelly omitted, Lewis is injured, so uh, looking at Clark, Clark or Baker, or Oscar, Oscar Baker, jeez, I need to, in let me increase this for you guys, 
All right, that might look a little better. Let me just check it up. Let's get this zoom up here. Let's check that out. All right, that looks a bit better. All right, AFL on the screen, I am good. Thank you, Powerbug, man. I really, I'm glad everything's coming together. Um, okay, so Oscar Baker, we have a new inclusion. So let's see how he goes. Depending on how injured some of these other boys are, it could be interesting for that. Again, Max Gorn, a good VC option for this game. Uh, they're playing one-on-one -on -one with Vardy, and I expect him to monster Vardy. Only issue is the long travel, but um, I think he's good for a VC because... Straight after that, I highly anticipate Grundy to absolutely tail Marshall. Shout out again to Ben Ashton. Actually, on his birthday, the poor bugger uh, broke down his car. And um, so I was making a bit of a joke about, you know, it's your birthday and you shouldn't have the jack under the car. Um, yeah, it was a jack joke. Uh, if anyone else gets that, uh, I don't really want to get into too far for that. But he actually said uh, I should holler a Marshall, which I thought was hilarious because he broke down and he is a big Marshall fan. So props to you for banter for today, uh, Ben, and hope your birthday improves, mate. Uh, that's Everyone enjoys it. Everyone, everyone needs a good birthday. So Zane Beams is back in. Uh, Elliot injured uh, again. Uh, let's see how that goes. Jimmy Webster injured, which is interesting or you know, maybe he just claimed injured because Jimmy Webster has not had a very good season so far. Uh, Robbie Young is a new inclusion for the Saints. Um, Saints Savage's 150th game and Bruce's 100th game. So Saints have a lot to play for. And unfortunately, they're playing Collingwood on those occasions and they probably won't win for me. So hopefully it'll be a good game there. Lions debuting another player, Mitchell Hinge. The Hinge Man. Um, hopefully he can... Keep the door ajar um, through the buys. That's a really bad joke. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, Hinge. Uh, let's see where he's actually named. I think he's on the bench. Uh, Hingey, yeah, straight on the bench. So Matheson's back in, Walker's back in. So at least Lions have actually got some depth for once. Um, Walker and Matheson aren't exactly best 22, so interesting. Matt Crouch is named for those who have him. Uh, he is having a fitness test tomorrow, so don't be surprised if he is a late out or anything like that. And more importantly, with um, the injury to um, Zach Bailey, it does give a little bit more security um, to, where is he, Answorth. Who is Answorth? Oh, he's on the bench. Okay, so a bit more security for him. So for those who brought him in, that is definitely a good thing. Uh, interesting for Geelong, actually, Darcy Fort has been announced as an in, and Joel Selwood is announced as an in. Big news today, um, Managola, uh, a knee injury and could be out for four weeks or so. So minor knee surgery, I believe, is the go. Um, so that's very interesting for those who brought him in. Unlucky. They brought him in at 400000 and unfortunately with someone of value at that low price, um, it looks like that maybe that knee was kind of the contributing factor for that. So that's unlucky. If you have him, you have to get rid of him. Um, so that's an unlucky burn trade for you guys there. So Darcy Fort, first game. Uh, let's see where he is. Is he on the bench? Rhys Stanley. And yeah, he's on the bench. So I find that interesting that they're giving Fort a game. Maybe it's a confidence booster because the dogs literally aren't playing a very good ruck. So uh, he could actually score well this game. But I don't really like his job security because Stanley is actually doing quite well for them this year, and they probably just feel like maybe this is a good game to give Stanley a bit of a chop out, or I'm not too sure, but it's not like the dogs are going to challenge in that ruck department this week. Uh, interesting. So, And the bigger mission is Charlie Constable. Um, if, 
If at first he doesn't get picked, he's a late emergency and then he's dropped again. Uh, very surprising, especially seeing that Menegola's out. However, you look at the depth of Geelong, though, it's not that surprising. So Selwood's back in and Constable makes way for him. And they have the likes of Parfit, who's able to play that forward mid role quite well. So it probably gives them a bit more versatility. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield's still in the guts. And who are they playing around the ball there? Guthrie, Cam Guthrie. He's actually a smoky... I thought he was playing a bit more defense, but um, he's actually averaging about 89 over his three or four games, Zach Guthrie. So interesting in draft leagues if he is an option for you there. Joel Selwood, um, instead of playing on the wing, it looks like he is playing in the guts. So that's probably where Constable kind of gets lost. And Tim Kelly on the wing, Mesh Duncan on the wing, that is actually looks like a that's a pretty sexy lineup. Uh, not going to lie there. Um, okay, so Essendon Fremantle. Essendon Ham is omitted. Everyone's hoping that he was going to get a gig, uh, especially with Zach's, uh, Devin Smith injured. So no, Ham has been put out to pasture. He is off. Uh, no good. Wait for Christmas because the ham is cooked. Um, Zach Clark omitted. Myers, uh, David Myers omitted. It's a bit harsh. Maybe they realize he's old and he can't kick far enough. So see you later, Myers. You're gone. And Fantasia's uh, injured as well, which was also the big news for this week. Andy McGrath playing 50 games, uh, not a bad young player, 50 games there. So Bagley, uh, Begley, Danaher, Kyle Langford, and McNeese. So no real relevant information there, to be honest. The big news, Fremantle, Connor Blakely is in. Yes, sir, Connor Blakely, let's get some games up here. Let's get some points, and hopefully he could become a nice, unique option after their first buy, because if he actually starts off quite well, uh, what, round 9 and 10 and 11, he has three rounds. Uh, maybe he'll have a price drop depending on how he goes, but if he shows form, he could be a nice little sneaky point of difference to bring into your defense line after that buy. And not many people will have him until he starts hitting his straps, and by that point, it could be a good risk for you. So, um, Collier out, uh, Nohouse out, um, so yeah, Blakely, big inclusion there. Um, North Melbourne, no real supplies. Surprise there. Molly Williams, Thompson, and Luke McDonald are back in. Sam Wright's injured. Durden is suspended. And Curtis Taylor is omitted. So still no um, still no Scott uh, for them. But again, he was knocked out a couple weeks ago. So he was under that test cloud. He probably needs to show a little bit of form, to be honest. He's not exactly a direct person to come back in. But hopefully, we can use him as a loophole option until the buys. And then hopefully, he gets back in and actually starts playing some games for us. Because he really has only made about, what, 60k, if that. He hasn't made a whole stack of cash, unlike Stack, who has made a lot of cash. Um, so, Sydney, James Robotham is in. No idea who Robotham is, but um, I'll tell you what, Sidebottom and Robotham should just get together and make their own Row ro Sidebottom um, little banter wagon. So, Kieran Jack is injured, uh, no surprise there. But, uh, okay, so Port Adelaide and Suns, this one is actually quite interesting. Because they have a few newcomers. Uh, Butters is into the list. So this is for Sunday. They're going to cut this list, obviously. But Butters, Atley, um, Ladhams, Riley Bonar, Frampton, Mays, and Garner. So you have a few new players there to keep an eye on. Uh, they could end up being on that extended list and probably as an emergency. But Ladhams and Sam Mays actually getting his first mention for Port. I don't know if he'll actually play, but he could be one to cover Burton. Sam Mays did play a bit of defense for the Lions, so I wouldn't be surprised if Mays actually gets a gig in defense and try to play that Burton kind of role. Um, and Garner, so interesting here. Tom Marshall is omitted. 
uh, which is probably bad news for the Westhoff owners, except the only lucky thing is you are playing Gold Coast this week. The bad news is if they sit it on his head, Collins is probably going to like eat that up hardcore. Uh, Westhoff is outmatched for size, outmatched for marking against Collins, so he's going to have to be crafty. Doesn't give you good news though, when Marshall was out before, Westhoff had to play really forward and was not a good conducive role for him there, so hopefully that doesn't happen for those owners. Um, okay, so Johnson, Burton, yeah, Burton's injured, so Will Brody, Sam Day, Fiorini, Hoyland Smith, Joyce, Ben King, and Jez McLennan. Interesting list there. Uh, ben King and Jez McLennan are both new on the list. Um, Pierce Hanley injured, Lemons is injured, Tuka Miller is injured, so Suns have a few injuries there, which isn't good for them. Um, it'll be interesting, Sam Day's been emergency quite a lot, Fiorini you would imagine comes straight back into that lineup, Will Brody could actually be into that lineup, but he has played emergency quite a bit as well, and the same goes for Holland Smith, so it's going to be interesting, let's have a look over here. Okay. The extended list here, Ben King, Fiorini's on that as well, and Will Brody. Right, okay, so interesting news. Oh, so Paddy Ryder might play forward. Okay, that's fair. Westhoff on Homsch, that would probably be a better matchup for him. If Paddy Ryder stays forward and then rotates and actually tries to be with Lysette, it's probably not going to be good scoring for Lysette and Paddy Ryder if they rotate, depending on how they actually match that rotation through there. Uh, let's have a quick look through who is actually on field. Corbett, good for him. Still get another gig. Nothing that we didn't expect there. Um, Travis Boak, Sam Powell, Pepper, Lysette. The interesting one here, though, guys, is Port Adelaide. William Drew is named on the interchange. It was floated today that he would be withdrawn. He's not going to play. So I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow night he gets dropped. So for my recommendation, don't make any changes to your side before the bounce tomorrow that you can't take back. Because if Drew is out and you're playing Petricelli and you're playing Corbett and stuff, trying to loophole him on the bench... William Drew out isn't a good thing, and you're going to have to play these low-ranked rookies and hope that they're actually going to perform for you. So that's my recommendation is to wait and see tomorrow because there is a lot that can go down as far as final team announcements. The Sunday games are the big ones. So you're looking at your, your Hateleys, your Drews, um, all the big names that you need to see are on field. Um, we need to wait for that information. So don't make a decision that you can't take back because once the game starts, you are locked. 100%. Um, okay, so that's the interesting one there. And it looks as though Butters, yeah, Butters comes back in for those who held him. And uh, look, hopefully he can actually do well, but most people have already moved him on from their sides. Richmond and Hawks, this is an interesting one. So you have um, Collier Dawkins and um, Callum Coleman-Jones. Coleman-Jones, he must be a goal kicker. Correct me if I'm wrong, Swizzy. Coleman-Jones, you can't have a name like that and not be like a centre-half forward or someone that kicks a lot of snags. Toby Nankervis is out injured. Jack Ross is injured. So Vlosten, uh, Ivan Soldo, Riley, Collier-Dawkins, Collier, Collier um... Coleman Jones, Rioli, and Jacob Townsend are into that mix. Miles Glass, Caden Brand, Colin Nash uh, are all into those inclusions as well. So let's have a look. So at the moment, they have Ivan Soldo in that ruck. And um, it's going to be interesting to see their, their mix up, actually, because I think they might have a couple of rucks named. So it's going to be interesting to see how they match that up. 
and um, Bolter, it'll be interesting to sort of see his role as well. At the moment, he is listed in that forward line. I know everyone was expecting, like, oh, maybe Bolter will be Ruck, and that'll be great for his scoring, but if they bring in a designated Ruckman, then his role will probably remain the same, but maybe chop him out a bit more than he was previously. Okay, so Castagna, Prestia, Rioli... You'd expect those three guys to actually get named, which makes it pretty hard for the rest of it. Maybe Townsend um, and Castagna. So, yeah, uh, Menadju, Broad. It's tough. Hey, Prestia, Castagna, Rioli, maybe Broad. I don't like, you'd have to probably back them in. So, I think they might not name too many new ones for that area. Uh, let's have a look across the rest of the board. McIntosh, Vlosten, Ellis, Sydney Stack, Ellis, Hooley, Grimes, Asprey, Garthwaite. Yeah, so who knows, actually. Let's have to, we'll have to wait till tomorrow night for Richmond and see if they actually do blood a whole lot of new ones. Um, a little bit interesting, they didn't choose their VFL midfielder. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Someone correct me in the chat. But, um, yeah, I was really hoping to get another midfielder coming up and through those ranks, uh, especially, you know, seeing Cochin still out. So interesting in the interchange for the Hawks. Uh, Dylan Moore is on the bench here. Um, Bergwin, you'd expect to come in. Cousins, you expect to be named. And then after that, maybe it's a toss-up between, what, Miles, Brandt, Nash, and Moore. Looks like maybe, you know, Moore, after a win, you'd expect him to hopefully get another game again. But I would be surprised if he... Well, wouldn't be that surprised if he got dropped, to be honest. That that would be my luck there. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, this one, because both sides coming off a win, and I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. And this is the big one here. Uh, Williamson injured for Carlton. Lockie Plowman injured. Uh, Newman looks like he's back in, so that's good news for those guys there. For Solos listed on the extended bench. Good to see Mumford's back in. Lockie Whitfield's back in. Uh, Haitley is named on the extended bench. Delidio is named on the extended bench. Uh, Lockie Keith and Perryman, so probably, they probably won't play. But Cornelio, the big news is Cornelio. He is injured. His hand, he's played was injured round six, so he's played round seven, round eight, he's played two rounds with an injured hand, reflected in his scoring outputs, and um, now he's having the week off, and it's apparently a week-to-week -week proposition. Has anyone heard this week-to-week -week proposition before? Josh Kelly, perhaps? Toby Green, perhaps? It's a week-to-week -week proposition. He might not be named for a few weeks. Uh, if you're looking at um, Jackson Haley. If he gets named, I'm, I have to put him in my side because he there's every chance he could go three rounds and make you 150K and then all of a sudden you're really regretting the option. Plus side is even if he plays one game, it looks like he's making high 80s, like 88K. And even if he only plays one game, you're hoping he'll play a second, make you that 120,000 or whatever it is, and then just bail him off from there. So uh, if he's named, you have to play him. That's, that's my feeling. Um, yeah, because there's not really many other players out there that look like they're going to generate some cash over a two-game period. So let's have a look at the show teams. So Mumford, Hopper, and Kelly. So that's a good combination. Hopper to get the grunt, Kelly to be the class. A lot of people looking at bringing in Kelly this week. And the big question I think I've already seen on the chats is, do you tra trade Cornelio to Kelly? Um, Kelly's going to be the one of the most brought-in players this week because if you're not upgrading Walsh, after he's had a good game as well, Josh Kelly, everyone's kind of like, oh, Josh Kelly, it's on his radar. He's only 2% owned, so he already jumped up 2%. He doubled in ownership. Now that Cornelio's out, it's a logical decision. People want to throw 80K into that mix to then upgrade. That makes sense. And other people are also looking, like myself, to trade up from, say, um, 
an Atkins or someone or other and actually spending money and investing wisely in another premium. So that's another good option. So I honestly expect that he will go over that sort of 6 or 7% after this round in ownership. So he's going to really skyrocket. Still be a point of difference though, uh, at least for now. So let's have a, a little bit of a look here. Uh, okay, Taranto in the guts. So I think that it could help Taranto. Instead of playing outside, you might actually find him in the guts a bit more. So I think Taranto will actually improve. For those who still have him, I would hold over this three-round period because he's someone who could actually average 130 for the next three rounds and get his season back on track. So I think if you had him, you could probably hold him for the next three weeks at least. Uh, okay, Finlayson up on the wing. Interesting. Jeremy Cameron should have a big one. All right, so let's have a look at the bench here. Whitfield, you would expect to play. Otherwise, why name him at all? Haitley is here. Delidio is here. After that, it's going to be a bit of a toss-up depending on what they think is their good matchup. I can't see coming getting a gig, uh, especially with you know, Whitfield back in as well. So you're probably looking at maybe Kennedy or Perryman or someone like that. I don't think Keith will get a job either. So um, I think that's the interesting one. Newman is on the extended bench, but his quality, you would have to expect him to play. Apart from this, though, the rest of them, you know, uh, Stoker, Stoker, uh, Stoker. So Liam Stoker is there, Kasbold, probably on the extended bench. You'd expect maybe for Solo might get a gig if he's there. He's probably better than, you know, Garlett, Kennedy, O'Brien. Jeez, look at this. This is actually quite a weak interchange. Um, no offense to these players here. So I actually think Liam Stoker is going to keep his role for this point. But again, do be aware because uh, Simpson looks like he's coming back in soon. So that's my only concern for that. Uh, unless you think that, you know, Dale Thomas, Wiederen, Callum Alchbank, Silvani, Mitch McGovern. Mitch McGovern playing in the back line? Yeah, right. That's interesting. Mark Murphy. Okay, so they could free up a few spots, shift a few things around for him. Um, so that is very interesting. So that's the team announcements. I'll jump back over here now, guys, and, and let's get these chats up and about. Let me just scroll back up. Whoa. Look at these comments. I love all these comments on my sweater just quietly. The sweater is about as good as a Melbourne's Ford line. Oh, come on. Come on. It is better than a Melbourne Ford line. Although Melbourne's Ford line is great. It's just not very functional. But this this here, it's functional. I could wear this anywhere. I could wear this. Well, I wouldn't wear it to the gym, actually. It's not very functional. But um, look, I like it. And who doesn't like ugly, ugly things? It's like, you know, those pug dogs or whatever that just look at you and you're like, they're so ugly but I love you. It's like that. The jumper is wow. Yeah. Fair call. Good Lord. The sweater is dope. I love, oh, I love all these comments. Okay. All right. So Black Knight. Thank you, So Black Knight. I'm getting to these questions now. Okay. So with the news about Cornelio, I'm, con I'm considering the following. Walsh, to uh, Walsh and Cogs to Jelly and Dunkley. Uh, swing Dunkley to the forward line once... Um, Rob is traded out, so Riley O'Brien. However, if Haley is confirmed, I'll trade Cogs and Miss Dunkley. Thoughts? Okay, so that's interesting. So you would then go, what, Coniglio, or Canelio, should I say, up to Josh Kelly and then Walsh down to Haley. I don't like the Walsh down to Haley. Um, so, so like, no, hopefully if you have cash, you can just go straight up then from Canelio and keep uh, hopefully you can then keep Walsh and get rid of one of your other forwards or someone or other or rotate something to then try and actually free up some cash for Haightley. Uh I definitely don't agree in downgrading 
for that. I don't think Walsh and Canelio to Gillian Dunkley is actually the best improvement. Um, yeah, so especially if you have Canelio, I think you can't really... People were looking at training Walsh up. I think at this point you kind of go, okay, you might have to then go Canelio out and just hope because if he's out for two weeks or three weeks, it could be just one week. Uh, and even then against Carlton, Josh Kelly could go 200. <laughs> he did it last year. So you could bring him in and you're going to bank some points there, hold Canelio, uh, hold uh, Walsh for a bit longer and then make your move on him probably around the buys. That would be a smart option to do. Um, especially at this point with Haitley, it looks like being named. And I think, again, probably a good option to bring him in. Even He only needs to play two rounds. Hopefully he gets that. Um, which means you can't really... It's a tough week to double upgrade unless you have already banked cash and planned to do so. But again, you have to kind of change course when options arise. So I think it's a tough one. Uh, okay. Binga, love your work on the stream. Thanks, Binga. And you were the first one, mate. So I gave you a good little a good little shout. And thanks for helping me check everything is all good. Uh, okay, Seeker. So Seeker, um, send me... I did see your, your tweet today. Um, I did... I got the notification because I probably didn't miss it last night, but I think you hit me up. Um, so I did make a comment. Uh, send me your team um, as to what changes you make. It's always hard recommending when you don't know who's on field. So upgrades always about trying to get the best players you can on field, particularly when you're going for overall rank. If you have someone like a Heaney and you're going for overall rank and you are ranked 17,000 or something like that, you probably can afford to move him on because he is so highly owned that any point of difference might actually generate you some ground. But at the same time, highly owned people aren't the ones hurting you. It's probably the rest of your field that's hurting you because he is so heavily owned in Heaney that if he scores bad, you know, nearly half the competition or 30 or 40%, I think quite a few dropped off still, but still like 30 or 40%. So still a lot of the, the competition has him. Uh, I still have him and I'm still in the top 500 or nearly just over 500. Uh, and a few other people have held as well. So he's not hurting me so much. It's me trying to make improvements on the rest of my team first, and then I'll deal with uh, Heaney around the buys. So um, you must be crook if you're drinking water. Yeah, it's actually sugar-free lemonade, but it does look like water. And uh, I ran out of beers yesterday. I had two and I necked them both. So there you go. And you know I'm crook when I'm taking an hour and a half to drink two beers, which is probably the more concerning part because... Um, a lot of people that tune in know that I drink my beers in about, uh, what, 2 and 15, 20 minutes? Um, yeah, so there we go. It helps when Chris talks, though, because then I can just sort of drink beer while he talks and I can pretend like I'm paying attention to him. Okay, let's, let's go through here. Yeah, Ben Ashton, yeah, oh, tough bloke. Uh, still, happy birthday. I'd sing a happy birthday, but, you know, I'm not singing happy birthday on here. Uh, thoughts on Tim Kelly VC? Uh, interesting, um, Geelong versus the Dogs, I probably wouldn't do it so much, the Dogs have got quite a few defensive minded people as well as quite a lot of tacklers um, using their pressure, I think they're going to get smashed around the contest though as far as, Geelong just don't show any weaknesses at this point in time, so I think the Dogs are going to find it hard to score in uh, the Dogs can't score against Geelong's defense. Uh, I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing coming out of this game. I think Tim Kelly's amazing, but I probably wouldn't VC him. Again, um, Gorn, Grundy, Josh Kelly, if you have him against Carlton, is always a good option as well. It's going to be interesting. And uh, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Walsh running on Josh Kelly, to be honest, because he's fit enough and it'll be a great lesson for him. And they're kind of both the, both the silky smooth kind of characters. I think it'll be a good real learning lesson for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he actually ran around and matched it with him there. 
yeah, Naish. Naish was the one. So thank you, um, Salah. Yeah, Salah. Um, thank you. Yeah. So Naish is the the big one that I was hoping would be included this week. Uh, unlucky. Hopefully he can knock down the door and get in for us next week. Um, really disappointed there because I was hoping that was going to be one of, one of those little things that you kind of just go, yes, there's there's options on the horizon, but at least we're getting them in other teams and other avenues. Okay, it's going to be a tough week. So Bradles says it's going to be a tough week. No downgrade options, but Stocker. Yeah, unless uh, Hately looks like he's the name there. So I'm going Hately over Stocker every day. Every day. Just, um, yeah, he's... Even though his security is still questionable, but even if he gets two games, he's going to make you cash, whereas Stocker might have to play five games to actually generate you 120,000 instead of two. So I'm taking um, the other option there for me. And the scoring potential is great because you know you can actually start Hately on field, which is, again, now that a lot of people got rid of Constable, it's another factor that you need to consider. Alrighty. Stonesy, Ben, Mr. 500, serious advice. Should I hold Cogs? Or is this an excuse to trade up to Jelly? Was originally trading Walsh. I can't trust GWS and Cogs has been shit. Hold Cogs or trade to Jelly? It looks like it's a big question. If that was me, um, I, I, I honestly believe like holding is a good option. Except if you were going to get rid of Walsh to get Jelly anyway, you have to go Cornelio to Walsh, in my opinion. Uh, it's a tough one because you're already kind of looking at getting rid of Walsh and making that upgrade, but the fact that Cornelio is out, they said a week, but how many times have GWS said that? Can you trust them? It's going to be a week. It might just be a week, and that's fine. Um, but then if he's not playing and you upgrade Walsh, then who are you playing on field instead of Cornelio, which is probably the big issue because you might lose 50 points or so there. You're bringing in Josh Kelly instead of Cornelio. Walsh will probably still get you his 80 to 90 score like usual, um, you're already well better off, uh, especially if you're going for overall rank. I think you just do it, and then that way you can reassess after Cornelio's bad scores. He's still going to drop cash or hover at least. He's not going to go nuts for the next few rounds. So at the very worst, after the buys, you might even be able to, let him, if you want to, bring him back in. You can, but at this point, he's not top 10 guaranteed like we all thought at the start of the year. Uh, which means that if you then bring in Josh Kelly for Walsh, you hold Walsh for a few more rounds, you wait then and bring in like a Zach Merritt or a uh, Pelly or uh, Fife or one of those guys that you don't have that have that first buy, you can then actually project yourself further ahead and make use of that trade. Um, so for me, if I was going to do it anyway, I would then hold Walsh and get rid of Cornelio, and that's just my opinion. So, um, yeah, unlucky for the 20% of the team that do have him. If you're playing for leaks, keep him. Doesn't matter if he misses this week. That's okay. You can cover it. Um, yeah, if you weren't going to make that upgrade this week, you could possibly just bring in Hately for Atkins and then see how he goes. Um, yeah, Hately's actually been getting that 85 or whatever anyway. And to be fair, he probably would have matched what Canelio put in this week anyway. So uh, after his last couple of weeks' efforts. So it's going to be tough though if um, Canelio, if you had Canelio and Matt Crouch and Matt Crouch doesn't get up after his fitness test tomorrow, it's going to be very, very hard for you this week um apparently he was doing some jogging and walking around the boundary today it doesn't fill me with confidence that matt crouch will get up however he's a tough character so they're going to give him tomorrow and hopefully he'll get around and get up for that game um 
If not, it just gives people more incentive to start and looking at Sloan, who has a massive ceiling as always, and he's had been doing quite well. All right. He, okay, so Cogs is dead. So let's send a half couch. Thanks for joining again, send a half couch. Cogs is as good as dead if GWS are saying he's a week to week. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't trust GWS on their injury reports ever anymore. Um, just, yeah, I mean, how many times did they say Toby Green's a week to week? How many weeks did he miss? Like five? Uh, horrible. Absolutely horrible. And you never hear anything either until it's too late or how often have we, you know, like, oh yeah, Cornelio's playing, he has a sore hand, but now it's like, oh, it's actually quite bad and now he's going to miss some weeks. Uh, it doesn't fill me with confidence at all, at all. Uh, Chris, <laughs> hey bro, just logging in. I just finished at the expo and got home. Can you please fix my team? Uh, so Chris, who, yes, um, I was just saying that Marshall's out for Port Adelaide. So it's going to be interesting what happens to Westhoff this week, uh, especially Chris brought him in last week. So that's going to be interesting. Need Whitfield to play so his price starts dropping. Yeah, 100%. And that's probably in the second time I've said that today. So there you go. Um, Whitfield, yeah, he's playing. Let's get him to drop cash for the next few weeks and bring him in. I can't wait for that point. Um, okay. Better than the puffer vest, Chris. <laughs> Commenting on my uh, shirt today, the jumper. Okay, so Constable, he's in and out too much. Um, Cats fan job security is not great. Yeah, and Constable's done his job. I don't know why people are getting upset. He's what three hundred k. He's made him. He's made a bucket load of cash. He's done his job. He's a rookie. You can't expect rookies to get named every single week, constantly. He had a really good run, and then he came in and he still scored well. So he still actually made some cash. And now you can get rid of him. You can get that premium. You can do things. That's what rookies are there for. They're not there to guarantee a game every week. They're there that we hope that they guarantee a game and that we can fill our side and still make changes. Um, so for those who still have Constable, if you're holding him just because he's great cover, he's not great cover. Um, he's a cash cow and use that cash and start making upgrades and stop being so timid with your team. Stop being so timid with your life. Get out there and live. Make some changes. Take some chances. And if you're Chris, then maybe rethink your chances and maybe don't bring in Westhoff after, you know, just before Marshall gets dropped. But, you know, check yourself. Um, okay, I'm done with GWS. So that's Nathan. Yeah, 100% with you guys there. Uh, I'll go Cogs to Jelly and Ross to Hately. That's a really good option there, Black Knight. Uh, so Black Knight. Yeah, Ross to Hately. There you go. Generate some cash and you can then make some upgrades in the next couple of weeks for that. Cogs and Jelly is a good option, or if you don't have Fife or someone else that you might want to get, um, if you have, if you do, you know, Cornelio to a McRae, also a good option. Um, it's not just Jelly. If you have Cornelio, there is so many other options uh, of premiums. If you don't have them, you can make one of those decisions um, from there. So Kelly is definitely the risky pick, but it's risk reward. He has such a high potential, such a high ceiling that the reward is there if it pays off. Cornelio to Kelly is risky because then if yeah, Kelly gets injured, then you're essentially burning that trade from Cornelio to Kelly to someone else, and it could be a three trader. Uh, just expect that it could blow up in your face. But again, risk reward. Um, I'm hoping it pays off because I'm looking to make that change this week myself. Okay, um, sing this for me, Helspeth. It'll be the last. It'll be the last one standing. Two hands in the air. I'm a champion. Yeah, I didn't know how to start the, the theme song today, so I can't wait for Chris to be back in two weeks. I might have to take a little coaching course on how to use, um, uh, how to use Twitch a little better. But look, hey, today I was able to bring up the team announcements and actually still scroll through the screen. So learning one step at a time. Um, okay, let me bring up 
Okay, so Seeker says, yeah, not trading Heaney now due to the questionable rookies on Sunday. Uh, Haitley, Stoker, Drew, even Dylan Moore. Yeah, and if you have Dylan Moore as well, even more important. Um, you don't want to be relying on these guys to score your, your points on field. So uh, Heaney, at least even if he has a bad week, like it's not that dire. It is based on the price you brought him in for, but he's still not the biggest problem on your side. Uh, even for me, I, like he's pain, he's painful, but he's not the biggest issue on my side, and his ceiling will actually help in the future, so I'm hoping he gets his body right. I'm hoping Franklin gets his body right, which is, again, I think the big issue. Franklin has had a big effect, and it's also he and his body. Sydney aren't winning any contested ball either, which is normally their strong suit, and Heaney's probably not fit enough to actually, with his ankle, to get into the guts and be winning all those hard balls like he should be, because Franklin's out, and he's got a, you know, and Heaney's ankle's a bit dodgy, so I think both are playing into the negatives uh, as far as his outputs, but that will change, and the buy's coming up as well, so I expect him to be quite fresh after those resting periods. Okay, so let me move on here. What's the name of the other guy you used to podcast with? <laughs> yeah, what is his name? Um, interesting, yeah, and Chris will be in Vegas next week, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, what do you call it, like flying the flag? This will be me flying the flag while Chris is gone. So, um, yeah, it will be good to have him back so I don't have to do all the talking. And um, Chris provides a lot of great insight that sometimes astounds me as well as far as the general setup of play and um, all that kind of thing. So he is he is actually invaluable, and this is probably the only time you'll ever hear me say it. Uh, maybe he's still listening. It looks like he is. But um, Chris, you are invaluable, my friend. Uh, what you bring to Supercoach and to the community is invaluable. And um, I learned yesterday that I can talk all I like, but I am not as interesting without Chris here next to me because I love bantering with this with my friend here. And um, it's so much easier to kind of rip on each other and laugh and have a good time when he is here. So... You know, hashtag bless you, my friend, and enjoy your, your travels. Um, okay. Oh, Chris. Uh, Chris is asking the latest thoughts on Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, oh, I'm not going to make any spoilers because, yeah, the people out here probably haven't watched it, but uh, big Game of Thrones fan, and yeah, what the fuck? The last episode. Yeah, I could see it coming. The actual process, I could see it coming. And the half of the episode, 100%, fine with it. I could see it coming, I could see it coming, and it all happened the way it did, but then some of the character development, and they spend so long building up character development, and then they get to a point, and they go, okay, well, we're just going to change course here, and then you're kind of like, well, no, they've just ended this for, like, no reason, so, ah, uh, yes, Anya gets hit by a bus, there you go, there you go, spoiler alert, um, I haven't watched it yet, so so Black Knight, there you go, yeah, I didn't want to really create any spoilers there, so there you go, and you think you come to a safe place, I'm going to go, I'm not going to listen to any spoilers, I'm going to go to a safe place, I'm going to listen to Supercoach Insider, talk some BS about the teams, and then all of a sudden you get hit with a Game of Thrones question, like, not cool, I've, I'm with you, so Black Knight, so, um, <laughs> she hasn't actually got hit by a bus, so there you go, um, yeah, Hound eats the dragon, they've rushed this last season, yeah, and, um, yeah, okay, all right, well, that looks like it pretty much wraps us up for all of this. Uh, 43 minutes and 58 seconds. Wonderful. Um, thank you very much for joining us. I hope this has helped with your announcements. So let's wait. Don't make too many early trades because wait for the final team announcements tomorrow just before the game will start so you can do those there. And um, again, yeah, Haitley I think is a great option to bring in. You only need him to play two rounds and he's going to make you enough cash based on his projections. 
Um, some new rookies studying this week. It looks like you know, the Lions are going to get blood somebody. And the good thing with that is, is that, again, Matheson and Walker, and there's a couple guys that aren't actually guaranteed spots in their side. So if he's earning a, a, a call up at this point in time for these new players they're blooding, then I think they must have deserved it. Um, so I think that's promising as well. And let's just keep an eye on them. Hopefully first round rookies do well this week because we need some help. We need some luck, and um, I think it's just lucky that Haightley is coming in, even though it is probably at the expense of Cornelio. So if you have him, uh, bring him in. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what the percentage of ownerships are up for Kelly at the end of this round. So, all right, guys, thank you very much for joining us. I hope I've answered your questions. I hope I've given you a bit of an insight on the team reveal and what it means for your teams. Remember, stay calm, don't stress, don't rage at coaches, don't rage when your rookies get dropped. Rage at Super Coach and live that roller coaster till the end. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I am invincible, I'm breaking